Who you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> What's up, what's up, what's up, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray, here to talk about the L.A. Clippers, of course, and their 106-92 to victory in Game 3 over the Phoenix Suns. I tell you what, but if you're a loyal Clippers fan, it's really, really hard to watch their games or watch their series. It's, not, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. They've been down 0-2 in the first round. They were down 0-2 in the second round and down 0-2 in the third round. And was there anybody that thought the Clippers were not going to win game three? This is what they do. They make it a little hard for themselves, but as long as the end goal is still in sight and that's winning a championship, then they are on their way to doing just that. Again, a 106-92 victory at the Staples Center over the Phoenix Suns. And I'm just going to analyze that game uh, really, really quickly on this particular episode. And then I will also touch a little bit on the Atlanta Hawks and their game one victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. But before I do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Just listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, And if that team wins, you will win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one eight hundred nine with it. All right, all right, all right, LA sports fans, specifically my Clipper Hollies, Clipper Nation, Clip Joint. Your one hundred six to ninety two victory over the Phoenix Suns. Very, very good game by the Clippers. I tell you what, that little music clip that you just heard at the beginning of this episode is by Cypress Hill. A tune called Insane, Insane in the Membrane. This Clippers team is insane. I mean, if you're a loyal fan of the Clippers, watching them is, you know, you can't be for the faint of heart. They get you, they get your, your chest fluttering, your nervousness flowing. 
It's the way this team rolls. And I tell you what, they're getting the job done. This is one of the, the toughest teams in the NBA this year. They've come through so much adversity, and now they're continuing to have adversity with the injury, current injury to their best player, Kawhi Leonard. And also Marcus Morris Sr. is now hobbling a little bit. What do they do? This team just digs down deep. They dig they dig down deep, and then they find a way. They just find a way to win. They're being led by Paul George, who, again, is having a very, very good playoffs, atoning for what happened last year to the Clippers. Against Phoenix, he played 43 minutes. He is playing so many minutes. That's the only concern I have with Paul George at this point is all the minutes that he's playing. And hopefully, you know, it doesn't catch up to him. But they they have to play him all of these minutes or they wouldn't have a chance to win against Phoenix. Again, 43 minutes, 9 out of 26 from the field. Only 3 of 11 from three-piece land. But Paul George pulled down 15 rebounds. He was second to that category uh, next to Zubat. That had 16, but 15 rebounds for Paul George is excellent. And he also led the team in assists with eight. So he's playing an all-around basketball game, and he's willing these Clippers uh, to victory. The, the Clippers could have easily thrown in a tile after that devastating, demoralizing game to loss against Phoenix, where Phoenix had the alley-oop dunk to uh, DeAndre Ayton. It was really the only play that they had at their disposal. It was the only play that was available for Phoenix. And it was the only play that if it would have worked, the Clippers would have lost that game. And they did exactly that. But they did not get demoralized. They did not get down on themselves. They came back to the Staples Center in game three and uh, held their home court in game number three. And now game number four is tomorrow. And if they hold court again, They'll be right back in this series tied 2-2. And can they sneak a game in Phoenix? Of course they can. The way that they're playing right now, of course they can do that. Paul George scored 27 points in this game, this 106-92 victory over the Phoenix Suns. And Reggie Jackson, again, he's playing some of the best basketball in his career. 33 minutes, 9 out of 17 from the floor. 3 of 8 from three-piece land, scored 23 points. I'll tell you what, Steve Ballmer. Better had a checkbook ready, baby. I mean, if you paid Luke Kennard $64 million, you're going to have to top that with Reggie Jackson. There's going to be a lot of suitors for Reggie Jackson in the offseason as he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And I don't see any other options at point guard that the Clippers have. I don't, I don't expect Rondo to be on this team next year. Pat Beverly will still be on the team, but we know he's a, he's a defensive uh, guru. You know, a nice guy to have coming off your bench. So I don't see any other options for the Clippers in terms of point guard unless they get one in the draft. And if they happen to do that, that college guard or high school guard will be, you know, way down in the draft near somewhere near the second round. So that's not going to be an option. Either. Reggie Jackson is the guy. Reggie Jackson is the guy. And again, Rondo, I do not believe is going to be on this team next year. So, you know, suffice it to say, uh, Steve Ballmer and the Clippers brass, get the checkbook out, baby. Get the checkbook out and pay Mr. Jackson because now they're calling him Mr. June. Reggie Jackson, I mean, he's hitting big shot after big shot. Hit a couple of threes there in the fourth quarter when it looks like it looked like Phoenix were. Uh, coming back 
and Reggie Jackson hit a couple of threes to um, to stretch that lead out for the Clippers. So, again, they're going to have to pay him some money big time. Uh, Zubac was in the starting lineup along with Terrence Mann. Nick Batum came off the bench in this game and Marcus Morris Sr. as well. Sr. again is being hobbled by the knee, but he was able to play 24 minutes, scored eight points. Zubac, however, scored 15 points, played very well. Three of eight from the field and 16 rebounds. 16 rebounds. He played tough down there. Played pretty good defense against a guy, a, a rising star, in DeAndre Ayton. Even though DeAndre Ayton scored uh, 18 points on 9 of 13 from the field, he also had nine rebounds. But uh, Zubak did a, you know, a pretty decent job on him the times that he was guarding him. And the most impressive thing in this game, though, is uh, the defense that they put on Devin Booker. And I mentioned this in my previous episode, what the Clippers needed to do. And they did exactly just that. They were hounding Booker all day long. Hounding him. Pat Bear was hounding him. Terrence Mann was hounding him. The Clippers, when they chose their spots, they ran another guy out at him, double teaming him while he has the ball out there uh, between half court and the, top, and the top of the key, just dribbling around. Run a couple of guys out him, make him give that pill up to somebody else. Devin Booker was only 5 out of 21. 5 out of 21 from the field, only 1 of 7 from three-piece land. Scored 15 points. He was minus 15 while he was on the floor, however. And also, Chris Paul came back from the COVID protocol, and they were hounding him as well. And, you know, you figure he was going to have a little rust, you know, by uh, missing a few games. He was only 5 out of 19 from the field. He also scored 15 points, but he was also a minus 15 in a plus-minus column. He did have 12 assists, and that's what um, Chris Paul is going to give you. But he did not play uh, or he did not shoot very well. Neither he or Devin Booker shot the ball well. They were a combined 10 out of 40 from the field. And the Clippers keep up that kind of defense. They're going to win this series. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Cameron Payne for Phoenix, uh, unfortunately, sprained his ankle. He only played four minutes in this game. He was uh, one of the guys that I was really, really um, concerned about. Uh, as you know, when he took Chris Paul's place in the starting lineup for those couple of games, the Clippers could not stop Cameron Payne at all. I mean, this guy was slithering to the basket, gets into the lane, seems like with ease he can shoot from the outside. You know, he's not an embarrassment on defense or anything like that. He was playing very, very well. And unfortunately for them, he sprained his ankle. And, you know, they don't know how long that he's going to be either out or hobbled. Cameron Johnson, the other Cameron, he played 30 minutes. This Phoenix got got some pretty good young players, man. Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson. You know, Johnson came in, scored 12 points, played pretty well. But Phoenix, they did miss Payne. They definitely missed Cameron Payne. Uh, big time. I call him Cameron Payne in the ass because the dude was all over the floor against the Clippers. So in terms of injuries, maybe the Clippers, you know, may have lucked out by this guy spraining his ankle. I'm one of those type of guys. that I don't want to see anybody get injured, not even on the opposing team. I like to see both teams at full strength, you know, when they play each other. But in this season in the NBA, it is what it is. Quiet, you know, Leonard is still out. I don't think he's coming back for the rest of the playoffs, but we'll see. And then again, now you got Marcus Morris Sr. hobbled. And now you got Cameron Payne also hobbled. So, you know, it's almost kind of a wash, I guess. But the Clippers, the Clippers, however, they are playing so well and they're playing with so much confidence. It, it, it was almost like, you know, if you were a betting person, by the way, our sponsor, DraftKings.com, uh, make sure you go on there and put promo code TBPN 
and place your bets. TBN, the Basketball Podcast Network. But if you're a betting person, uh, that game last night on the money line was definitely a Clippers bet. Definitely a Clippers bet. And also, the money line, by the way, for the Clippers to win the whole championship, they are down two games in one and are underdog against Phoenix. The money line for the Clippers to win a championship is plus 700. So if you bet $100, you win $700. If you bet $200, of course, you win $1,400. Heck, I might place $100 down on that one myself because I think the Clippers have a very, very good chance of beating Phoenix, upsetting Phoenix in this series, and then going on to play either the Milwaukee Bucks or the Atlanta Hawks in the finals. Ty Lue, speaking of coaches, Ty Lue has really put his stamp on this particular team and this particular series. He is making so many adjustments uh, out of necessity, really, you know, because of the injuries and things like that. But the defense that they're incorporating now against uh, Booker, because Booker also did not have a great shooting game in game number two, the game that Phoenix won with the alley-oop dunk, dunk to Aiton. In that particular game, he was only 5 out of 16 from the field. This one, again, he was 5 out of 21. So in the last two games, he's 10 out of 37. So Ty Lue made the adjustment. He made the adjustment, and you have to be able to stop Booker you know, from going off on you for 40 points and, you know, and things like that. You, you have to pre- uh, prevent that. Chris Paul, he's going to do his thing. He's going to do the jump, mid-range jumpers and all of that. But that defense they put on him last night, they clamped down on him as well. Like I mentioned, 5 out of 19. DeAndre Ayton, you know, again, a rising star. It seems like he's going to get his. DeAndre Ayton is going to get his. You just have to try to limit him as much as possible, and that'll be up to uh, Zubox. And then sometimes they'll bring in uh, Boogie Cousins to try to help out with that. Mikhail Bridges for uh, Phoenix had a decent game, 5 out of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3-piece land for 13 points. Again, Phoenix has some very, very good young players, including uh, Bridges. So the Clippers, where do they go moving from here? Uh, The game tomorrow night, game number 4, is at the Staples Center. And if the Clippers are true to form, uh, trending, or if they keep trending like they've been doing in the since the start of the Dallas series, you would think that they're going to win tomorrow night at the Staples Center. I don't expect anything different. I expect for them to win tomorrow in the Staples Center and tie this thing up two games apiece and then go back to Phoenix and then try to steal one in Phoenix in game five and they are definitely definitely capable of doing that they did it in utah and they can definitely do it in phoenix they're just gonna have to continue to play together continue believing in themselves which which i don't i don't see them not believing believing in themselves at this point you know all the diversity that they've gone through and uh they're still balling they're still balling there's many people that thought the clippers had no shot once Kawhi got hurt no shot no shot at all and like i said when when um, Marcus Moore Sr., you know, when he hurt his knee and got hobbled a little bit, you can tell he's hobbling out there, you know, because now he's that third leading scorer. Definitely the Clippers did not have a shot. But again, what happens? People are starting to step up. Terrence Mann played very, very good defense, again, on Devin Booker. And on the offensive end, Terrence Mann was 6 of 8 from the field. It's 12 points, plus 17 while he was on the floor, five rebounds. I call that kid the Energizer, energizer Buzzy, Buzzy, excuse me, the Energizer Buzzy, the Energizer Bunny because he's all over the court. 
The dude has loads and loads of energy. And then I also mentioned that they needed to play Luke Kennard a little bit more. Ty Lue must have been uh, listening to me, of course. He listens to my podcast at L.A. Courtside Pod. Of course, Ty Lue listens to this podcast. Luke Kennard, 21 minutes, 3 of 7 from the field, 2 out of 5 from 3 piece land, scored 9 points. Give Kennard some, a, little, a few more minutes. You have to keep you have to keep pace with uh, Phoenix. Phoenix can score the ball, and with Morris being hobbled, you need some offense in there. So, Kennard is really your only choice. Uh, Batum came off the bench as well. He scored four points, so he's not in the starting lineup anymore. But he can also come in and provide an offensive punch, especially those shots that he uh, shoots from the corner, three ball in the corner pocket by Nick Batum. So tomorrow night, tomorrow night is the night. Clippers fans, Clipper Nation. Clipper Holics, Clip Joint, you know, let's root your team on. They have a chance in 2-2, and if they win this game tomorrow night, you know, you might be in Phoenix's head at this point. You know, same thing that may have happened to Dallas, same thing may happen to Utah. You know, Phoenix may be thinking, well, here we go, here come this team again. You know, can't, you know, no one can knock this team out. They are playing very, very good basketball. So we will see what happens on Saturday night at the Staples Center again. I expect the Clippers to win that particular game. Now, my second segment, I just want to briefly touch on the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Game one, the Hawks went into Milwaukee and won 116-113 to 113 behind Trey Young, another rising star if he's not already a star, 48 points. Young kid is fearless. I mean, he is absolutely fearless. 17 out of 34 from the field. 4 of 13 from three-piece land. 48 points. 11 assists. Dude even has seven rebounds. How can a little dude like that sneak in there and get seven rebounds? Now, he did have six turnovers. A little concerning for Atlanta, I'm sure. But that was offset by the brilliant offensive performance by Trey Young. The, the kid's a star. It's, it's not even a question about it. Atlanta has a really, really good young team. Atlanta, by the way, on DraftKings.com and other uh, betting sources, is plus 750 to win the NBA championship. So you bet 100 bucks on them, you win 750. You bet 200, you win 1500 bucks. John Collins, again, another uh, very, very good young player for the Hawks. 11 out of 16 from the field, 23 points, 15 rebounds. Kids got some game. He has got some really, really, really good game. Clint Capella, you know, he's not the offensive force at center. He'll score some points. He did score 12 points, but he got you 19 rebounds. Dude was cleaning up the board. On the Milwaukee side, the Greek Freak, 14 out of 25. He did go 6 of 8 from the free throw line, which is kind of surprising. We all know his struggles from the free throw line, but he did make his free throws in that game one. He also had 12 rebounds and 9 assists, so... Uh, Giannis played a really, really good game. Giannis, I'm sorry, played a really, really good game. 41 minutes and scored 34 points. Drew Holiday also was 14 out of 25. 5 out of 12 from 3 for 33 points. And then Chris Middleton, though, did not have the type of Chris Middleton game that we come to expect from him. He was only 6 out of 23 from the field. 0 of 9 from 3-piece land. He was really, really struggling. That's probably the reason why, well, not probably, that is the reason why the Bucks lost this game. Because we all know that Chris Middleton, Middleton can shoot much, much better than that, especially from three. And he was 0 of 9 from three and uh, for 15 points. So he's going to have to uh, pick up the pace in order for Milwaukee 
to tie this series. They do not want Atlanta tonight, they play tonight, to walk into Milwaukee and win two straight road games. If that's the case, I don't think Milwaukee can beat Atlanta uh, four out of the next five times. I just don't think that can happen. Atlanta, just like the Clippers, they're playing with loads and loads of confidence. Nobody thought that Atlanta would be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nobody thought that. If somebody thought that, they'd be lying. It's nowhere in the world. You know, nobody even thought they would beat New York and then and then, uh, uh, and then then make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, I don't know who, who thought that, but here they are. So now that they're here, they might as well go ahead and try to win it. And I think they can. This team is just really, really fun to watch, especially when Trey Young just starts drilling all over the floor. And, and he has the best floater, that little floater shot in the lane in the league. He can either he, he does that floater either for himself or he'll float it up there for somebody for alley oop dunk. Nobody does that better in the league than Trey Young. So down to the final four teams. Atlanta, Milwaukee. Atlanta holds a 1-0 series lead. And then of course you have the Clippers being down uh, two games to one against the Phoenix Suns. And if anyone would have said at the beginning of the year the final four teams would be these four, again, I don't think they would have been telling the truth. But hey, somebody could have snuck in there at DraftKings.com, picked these four teams with some high odds and probably won a lot of money. I wish I was one of them because I certainly did not think Atlanta for sure. Maybe the Clippers. I didn't think the Suns. And I don't care too much for Milwaukee. So maybe the Clippers, I thought, could have made it to the Western Conference Finals. Well, not these other three teams. But in any event, it's been a great, great playoff uh, uh, season for the NBA. Very, very good series. Very, very good games. And it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So with that, basketball fans and L.A. fans, I want to leave it right there. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this podcast. Also, I'd like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings, DraftKings.com. And if you want to subscribe to this podcast, whatever platform that you use to get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, go to that platform and click on the subscribe button, notification button, you know, and leave a comment, rate, review. I really, really will appreciate that. And again, with that, basketball fans, L.A. fans, Clipperholics, go Clippers. Tomorrow night, Staples Center. Let's get this thing tied up 2-2, and it'll really, really get interesting. So again, with that, fans, until the next episode, this is L.A. Ray signing off. Peace.